Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Life Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Life Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Give the Lord another clap. Today, I'm once again privileged, feel blessed to be before you, to preach to you the word of God. Amen. Amen. It, it's a privilege. It has always been a privilege. It is not a small thing. It has never been a small thing. Amen. It's an honor for me. Maybe you don't know. But whenever I think of God's goodness, blessing, this is what I see that he loved me, not only did he save me, not only did he give me a gift, but he also gave me an office. Amen. Amen. And I thank God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. And I thank God for your life. Amen. Amen. Because God, who knows all things, is because of you, he called me. Amen. Amen. He's figured everything out. Amen. Amen. If only you can believe it. Amen. Amen. But that's the truth. Amen. Okay, today, as you can see uh, from your screen or wherever platform you are watching from, um, as you can see, today I'm teaching about the consequences mm -hmm. of sin slash restitution. There is a delusion and a deception going on. Amen. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that what the Lord has shown me Amen. Amen. And also seen in the scriptures. If anything, any, if God show you anything that it is true, you will see it in the scriptures. If you don't see it in the scriptures, it will never contradict anything in the scriptures. Amen. Because God hasn't changed. He does not what change. Amen. Amen. Um, is that many Christians, they are challenged about sin. Is they are deceived to think that when they don't sin, they are doing God a favor, mm -hmm. or they are doing somebody what a favor, mm -hmm. and this is the main reason many Christians play with sin. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you if that's the case, you are deceived and you are deluded. Mm -hmm. When you sin, you don't do God a favor, God doesn't benefit. When you sin, you harm your own self. And you harm other people. You see, that's why I'm coming to show you that there is a consequence of your sin. You see, many are deceived to think that when I sin and I ask God for forgiveness of sin, He will forgive me. That is just a quarter of the truth. When you sin and you ask God for forgiveness of sin, the fact that you've asked God for forgiveness of sin does not mean God will forgive you. No. Amen. Sometimes you ask God forgiveness of sin and he will not forgive you because you've not repented. Mm -hmm. It's just a mouth saying. So God will not forgive you. Some also think that once God forgives them of their sin, that's it. They are free. Sometimes, yes, God will forgive you of your sin, but you will still face the consequences of your sin. 
And this is where many Christians are deceived and are deluded and get it wrong. Thinking once God forgive me, I am free. No. Forgiveness of sin does not necessarily mean you will not experience the consequences of your sin. Mm. Yes, God can forgive you of your sin, but you will still face the consequences of your sin. Mm. And now the consequences of your sin is different from the forgiveness of sin. And this is where many, this is where many Christians mm. have got it wrong. So, if you become a Christian, our first mandate is to be free from sin. Mm. That is the first mandate. Our first mandate is not to work for God. Our first mandate is to be free from sin. Because the Bible says sin, only sin can separate you and God. Yeah. Amen. So today we are going to look at it so that we see that, listen, there is a consequence of sin. There is a chain of reaction of sin. Whenever you sin, you will suffer even if God forgive you. There is a consequence. You see, forgiveness of sin when it comes to sin is minor. Mm -hmm. In the sense that if God forgive you, if God forgive you, which is not difficult if you repent, but yes, the consequence will be there. Yeah, that's right. It will be there. Mm -hmm. And many of us, God has forgiven us of our sin. Bible says he does not even remember of our, or, uh, remember our sin. But now we, we are suffering for the consequence of our sin. We are going through the consequence of sin. The consequences of our own sin is our problem. And we don't realize it. Because if you realize this, you will not play with sin. How can you be a Christian? We have to talk you out of sin. Think of it. It means you think when you sin or when you don't sin, you are doing somebody a favor. Please, it's never true. When you don't sin, you are not doing anybody a favor, including God, except yourself. And when you sin, you are not harming anybody. You are harming yourself and someone, an innocent person. And that is why God hates sin. The love of God is one of the love of God. He hates sin. Why? Because when you sin, you hurt somebody. But as for him, God, it doesn't want affect him. The church has fallen so much that now when a person is just normal, not sinning, he thinks he's done very well. No. When you are not sinning, you haven't done anything well. You are just normal. It's rather abnormal to be hurting your fellow brother. It is rather abnormal to be hurting yourself. When I begin to cut myself right now, wouldn't you see me abnormal? Why would you see me abnormal? Because I'm hurting myself. And anything you do, maybe you don't realize it. Directly or indirectly, you hurt yourself. So it's rather abnormal to be sinning. And plus hurting yourself, you also hurt someone. So my prayer is that through this teaching, will come out of that delusion. That revelation will come out to us and we see that, listen, when we don't sniff cocaine, for example, we are doing our own self good. We are not doing God good. We are not doing our mother good. We are saving our own self. You see, sin is strong. The consequence of sin, depending on the sin, can even be forever on your life. Oh yes. Oh yes. When you study history, church history, and history of great men of God, generals of God, 
there have been accounts when some of them died in their sin. One was a drunkard when he became saved. God, you, I don't want to mention it. You see mightily. But when he died, they found in his hotel room full of empty alcoholic beverage. You see, for years, he was battling with the consequences of his sin. If God did not forgive him of his sin, there's no way he could serve the Lord. But you see, the flesh has tested alcohol. The flesh is used to how alcohol what? When you are drunk, it fills. And the flesh, even though he has repented, God has for every now and then, the flesh was still demanding for it. And for whatever reason, I don't know the details, but it could be he didn't face that reality to put practical, physical thing in place to prevent the flesh. And eventually, you see, like me, I will never ever, and I've never ever been tempted with alcohol before. Why? I've never been drunk before. The flesh hasn't tasted drunk. No, it's true. So where is the temptation? But see, if I have tasted the flesh, there are things that my flesh has tasted, and every now and then the flesh wants to demand for it. Yeah. And all that is not God. It's the consequence of the sin, that evil, the flesh wants. Enjoy. Many people who are in Christ who are afraid is because of the consequences of their sin. The things they themselves they are afraid, they've done. Now that they are Say they are afraid that it will repeat, they will do it. Why? Because the flesh, they've sinned. You see? So there is a consequence of sin. This no, this is even if God has forgiven you. So I'm not talking about if God hasn't forgiven you. Today's teaching is based on assumption that God has forgiven you your sin. So what I want you to understand, even if God forgives you your sin there could be consequences of your sin that you will need to endure depending on the sin. So you are better off by all standard not to sin. Not like God will not forgive for your own sake. I know you think you have never had cocaine before. <laughs> have you? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you get tempted by cocaine? No. It doesn't even occur to you. No. Why? Your sin have never tasted. You've not seen that sin. So there's no consequences. Amen. Amen. Let's hit the scripture. The consequences of our sin. As usual, I will do some foundation work. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 8. So as the word is telling us not to sin, it's for our own good. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 18. 18, yes, sorry for me. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 18. Amen. Ecclesiastes 9, 18. Wisdom is better than weapon, um, weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Amen. So it said, one sinner destroys much good. good yeah. So sin destroys much good. You can be doing hundred good things. When you sin one, that one sin can destroy the hundred good things you have what done. Say one sinner destroy much many good. So whenever you sin, you destroy much in you. You destroy much good in you. You destroy much good in others. You destroy much good in society. Whenever you sin, one sin 
destroy much good. If nothing would teach us from this scripture, we must not like sin. We must understand that our sins would destroy much what good. From this scripture, anybody who wants good must decide to come out of sin and not to sin. Must make his way a priority to be free from sin. Mm -hmm. One sin or one sinner can destroy much good in the choir, in the church, in the house, in the office, in the country, in the marriage. You blame God for the wickedness, you blame... No, no, it's not God. It is the sin that is destroying that good. It, it is that one sin. That is destroying that much good. Chain reaction. Much good. So sin destroys us. Destroys the earth. Destroys humans. Destroys community. Destroys nation. You see, look at Job chapter 35. We are reading the 3 to 8. I want to show you the reason why we are reading Job 35, 3, 6 to 8, uh, chapter 35, verse 3 to 8, is to show you and bring that reality to us that whenever me, Emmanuel, I do not sin, God doesn't benefit. It doesn't affect God. He gains nothing. I gain the people around me gain. It is my community who gain. At the same time, whenever me in my I sin, it affects me. It affects people around me. It affects the nation. It is human beings that suffers. So, you see, God's knowledge and word against sin, it demonstrates how he loves us. You can never love when you are not against sin. Job chapter 35, 3 to 8. Let's read it. Amen. Mm -hmm. Job 35, 3 to 8. Mm -hmm. Yet you ask him, why profit, what, sorry, what profit is it to me and what do I gain by not sinning? I would like to reply to you and to your friends with you. Look Amen. Hold on. So they question God. They say, listen, mm. God, what profit do I gain when I don't sin? Otherwise, when I don't see, I don't gain anything. Or when I yeah. sin, I don't lose anything. There's no profit in sinning or gaining. And God said, I would like to answer to you. Mm -hmm. What was the answer? Go on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look up at the heavens, heavens, sorry, and see. Hey, what's happening? Gaze at the clouds so high above you. If you sin, how does that affect him? If your sins are many, what does that do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give to him? Or what does he receive from your hand? Amen. Amen. So I said, my friend, don't be deceived. When you sin, what does God gain? Nothing. When you don't see and you are righteous, what does God gain? Nothing. When you see, does it affect God? Yeah. When you don't see, does it affect God? Yeah. No. Say, so look at the heavens. It doesn't affect God. Yeah. When you sin or you don't sin, God doesn't benefit. Yeah. So why is God concerned with sin? If we um, I sin, it doesn't affect God. If I'm righteous, it doesn't affect God. He doesn't gain. Why is he concerned about sin? Why is he so hard on sin? Please continue. Mm. 
verse 8 mm -hmm. your wickedness only affects humans like yourself and your righteousness only other people amen the reason why god is concerned because when i sin my wickedness affects humans like me it affects my wife my children it affects my neighbors my church members it affects my community when i do righteous when i don't sin to it affects them and god loves humans yeah. That is why he's against sin, but not that sin affect God. So whenever I sin, it harms somebody, and it harms myself. The Bible is clear about the type of sin. So when you play with sin or you harbor those who sin, you, 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 you lack understanding. The Bible says you are a destroyer. When we begin to call sin right and right sin, mm -hmm. wrong right and wrong right, we are doomed. Mm -hmm. Because it will not affect God. It will affect me and you. Mention what sin. I will not hear you, but mention what sin. Just mention. That sin, that, look at that sin. Wherever sin, mention it right now. That sin, does it affect God? Who does it affect? Mm -hmm. Many women are broken. Because of fornication. The man said, I love you, just left them, left them. They can't trust the game. Who is the sin of fornication affecting? Many people have AIDS, they have to live on drugs forever. Gonorrhea, who is he affecting? The sin of sexual immorality, who is it affecting? Is it affecting God? Many people, many people, many children, are, many, many, what many people see, many children are not happy in this country. Many children feel hopeless because wherever their marriage has been destroyed, they, their parents are not together and they feel like they are themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That sin, whether adultery or wherever brought it down, mm -hmm. who is it affecting? You mention any sin. When somebody steals your credit card and use your credit card, that is stealing. Mm. Does it affect God? No. Doesn't it affect you? Mm. When the bank says you have to pay, are you not bitter? <laughs> Don't you begin to walk and your face is... When a child is abused sexually and they grow up, don't you see how they change how everything? So sin affects us. When we sin, it affects us and others. So if you don't realize this and you think it is like when you sin, you've done well, please, you have failed. It's because when you are in the world, you are in the dark, so you don't see. But when you are a Christian, you must see this. Because there's a consequence of sin. So I'm not talking about whether God will forgive you or not. This is even when God has forgiven you. There is a consequence. Because when you sin, it affects somebody. You see, uh, he raped that girl when that girl was three years old. Mm -hmm. I, I watched a documentary, a man, not documentary, news. A man was arrested. He raped, he raped a baby. Mm -hmm. And he was arrested. And when he raped the baby, the baby pelvic bone split. Oh. I mean a baby, not a child, a baby. So the baby up to now is disabled. So God, the man has become born again. God has forgiven him. But is the baby not still suffering from the consequences of that sin? Mm -hmm. 
Amen. Amen. There, there was a lady. There was a lady. She didn't say it to me. She said to one pastor. Uh, I was there. Amen. Amen. One pastor counseling. And this is a beautiful lady. Christian. She has married a husband. So the husband has complained to the pastor that the, the wife is moody, like not like moody, like not really moody, because the husband was working with the UN. So the nature of the husband work means the husband must be what? Traveling from place to place. And they did the, his work, they would buy a ticket for the partner as well to go out. So they, they travel together, they sleep at hotel. You see, so the pastor called the wife, wanted to find out and help. And the wife, this is what she said. She said, Pastor, whenever I go to hotel, the memories of the past, this is a good Christian, changed, born again, Holy Spirit filled. The memories of the past keep coming. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I'm not really able to feel free. What was the memory of past? You see, when she was growing up, because she was beautiful, she was, should I say she was, many men were attracted to her. So with her in her case, the first time she went to a hotel was with a man to sleep with. So as she was growing up, before she became born again, she knows hotel. Her memory, everything about hotel room is fanication, men using you. You know, some of these men, you know, they've just come to use you. Your body is a toy. They will pay you, reward you from it. So now she's born again, everything. But when she go, keep coming back and makes her feel that she's not worthy for the husband. She feels guilty that, look at how somebody cherished me. And the pastor, my father and the Lord, had to deal with it. Pray for her, you know, speak scriptures to assure her to, to help her. So you could see she saved everything. But the consequences of her sin was still what? Eating her what up. So her sense of the past is affecting her. Even though God has forgiven her, God doesn't remember. And now it is affecting the poor, innocent what? Husband. Of course, she cannot say this to the husband. She doesn't know how the husband will take it. You see, so this is just an example is that when you sin, God doesn't benefit. When you do right, God doesn't benefit. You benefit. When you are sober without alcohol, without drugs, you benefit. If you are not, you don't benefit. Please, are you getting me? Yeah. So, so you must understand this. So we just read the scripture that say, whenever we sin, we benefit or we suffer. Whenever we don't sin, we benefit or what? We suffer. Amen. Uh -huh. And what you don't know is, you, whenever you sin, you sin against man yeah. and against God. Yeah. We do not sin only against God. This mm -hmm. is another delusion. Yeah. I want you to understand the consequence of sin. That's why I'm showing this. Because as we read in Job, does it affect God? It doesn't affect God. It doesn't affect God. When the money for the road is used to build a mansion, does it affect God? It doesn't affect God. Praise the Lord Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12. I want to show you.
Because many of us, when we think of sin, we think of God, God. Yes, but it's connected to man. I always say here that everything on this earth that is God has got to do with man, true man with man. So when you sin against man, you sin against God. Not like it affects God, it affects man. And anything you do that you sin against God, it is you sin against man. Not because it affects God, because it has an evil and wicked effect. So God consider it sin. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 12. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 8 verse 12. Mm -hmm. When you sin against them in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. So he said, when you sin against them, who do you sin against? Christ. So to sin against human is to sin against God. When I sin against you, it is Christ I'm sinning against. When I sin against my children, it is Christ I'm sinning against. Because my sin will never affect Christ. The reason why Christ doesn't like that sin is because of that innocent child. That woman, that man. So when we sin, it affects human beings. It affects us. Therefore, there is a consequence of our sin. You cannot take my car and go and crash it and come and say, I'm sorry. There is a consequence for me. So you that he committed it, how can you be free and me? I'm not free. You will come to that. You will see that God demands restitution yeah. because there is a consequence. Amen. Don't play with sin, I beg you. Don't play with sin. So you look at, I don't know whether we should read it, but in Luke 15 when the prodigal son, I think we should read it, when the prodigal son came to the father, he said, Father, I have sinned against you and sinned against heaven. Otherwise, I have sinned against you and I have sinned against God. He didn't try to say I have sinned against God or no. Because to sin against God is to sin against man. To sin against man is to sin against God. Because God doesn't benefit. It is a human that suffers. Look, let's read it. Luke chapter 15, 21. Hallelujah. Luke 15, 21. Mm -hmm. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Amen. So he said, Father, I have sinned against you Mm -hmm. and heaven. Heaven means God. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, oh, I've sinned against God. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because what he became this lawyer to the father. So all these scriptures is to show us that there is a consequence of sin. And there will be a consequence of sin. And I'll show you to you in the Bible. But let's read Colossians chapter 3 verse 25. Colossians chapter 3 verse 25. Mm -hmm. Colossians chapter 3 verse 25. Because of the consequences of sin, when you sin, you are doing your own self-harm. And you are doing others harm. When we support and we approve those who are sinning, we are helping them and supporting them to do harm, evil against others. And remember, that makes you what part of it. And again, not only does it make you part of it, that same person will do that to you. There is a chain reaction. It will go and come back to you because there is a consequence of sin. And this is, I mean, if God has forgiven, even if God has forgiven. 
this let's read Colossians chapter 3 verse 25 hallelujah Colossians mm -hmm. 3 25 mm -hmm. anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs and there is no favoritism amen so note it said anyone who does wrong that's NIV mm -hmm. anyways all right the Bible defines it as any every wrong thing is what sin will be paid for what mm. He's wrong. And no, there's no one. Favoritism. Other versions say, anyone who does wrong will what? Receive the consequences of their wrong. And there's no partiality. Any man, anyone means anyone. It doesn't matter whether you're an archbishop, archsalanda bishop. No. Whoever does wrong. And the Bible one defines sin. Maybe when time allows, we define sin. One definition of sin is every wrong thing is and sin. The one who knows the right to do and does not do, the Bible says he has what? Sin. So there is a consequence. Anyone who sin will receive the consequence of his or what? And sin. And there's no partiality because sin, one sin, destroys many good. So why should we get away with it? Why shouldn't you face consequence when your sin has destroyed a lot of people? And has destroyed a lot of things for people. And has is destroying you yourself too. Many people can laugh. Why can't they laugh? Because of what humans has done to them, right or wrong. Yeah, many, many people live in the United Kingdom, a very great country, civilization, we have everything, but they can't smile. They're always like, why? Why? It's certain things they've experienced. Yeah consequences consequences mm -hmm. you see when you read numbers mm -hmm. bible said david sinned mm -hmm. he committed adultery murder and disloyalty because disloyalty is a sin mm -hmm. he betrayed his soldier amen, amen. and he, he took the soldier's wife and he slept with the soldier's what wife that was a sin. And Bible say God was going to deal with him. God was going to kill him for the sin. And Bible say he begged for the forgiveness of sin. And Bible say God forgave him of the sin. But yet clearly when God forgave him of the sin, God told him clearly that I've forgiven you of... I've gone too fast. Okay, it's alright. He said, I've forgiven you of the sins, of those sins. Mm -hmm. Amen. Second Samuel, rather. He said, I've forgiven you of those sins, mm -hmm. but you will face the consequences of those sins. So you see that even though God forgave him of those sins, he faced the consequences of the sin. And you see that the consequence of his sin affected his children yeah, and the nation of Israel. Note, even though God has forgiven him. Yes. The innocent were affected. Yes, God, there is a chain reaction. When we are sitting in a car and the driver is drunk and going speed and crash the car, it doesn't mean you, the innocent, you, not suffer, uh, you are not too happy. No. Once you are in it, whether you are innocent, you are not the one driving, you are not the one, but you still suffer. That's why I said, if any normal human being is not against sin, he is abnormal. Mm -hmm. 
and play with sins are not because if you, if then you don't love humanity, you don't love the world. Second Samuel chapter 12, 7 to 18. Let me show it to you. Second Samuel chapter 12, 7 to 18, please. Hallelujah. Second mm-hmm. Samuel 12, 7 to 18. Mm-hmm. Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you master's house. Your, I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what's evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Amorite. Now, therefore, the, the sword so will hold never... On. So God said, David, you have sinned. Mm-hmm. So God told David the sin he has what? Done. Say so you've taken Uriah, you've taken his wife... Uh, and you've also killed him. Mm. Of course, when he took his wife, hey, it's not easy. You try, let someone try, see if someone is taking your wife or your husband. See, uh, it's very painful. <laughs> my mother, when I was growing up, my mother used to tell me, she used to call me fool. She said, fool, many of the women that you, you see who have mental issues because of broken heart. Mm. And she used to tell me, say, but I will not allow that one to happen to me. That's why I let go of your father. I didn't understand I was a child. My mother used to speak to me. But as I grow, I realized, yeah, yeah, broken heart is real. Yeah. And God said, this is the evil you've done. And this is the consequences. Read it. Let's continue. He began to tell him the consequences, the punishment, the consequences for what? He's able to read it for us. Mm-hmm. The verse 10. Mm-hmm. Now therefore, mm-hmm. the sword will never depart from your house mm-hmm. because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. Mm-hmm. This is what the Lord says out of your own house. Uh, own household, I am going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you. And you will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did, did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Amen. Amen. So God said, because this the sin you've done, this is the consequences. He said, because of this sin, you've opened a door. Now the sword has come into your house. Now you begin to experience murder in your house, among your husband, your family. And say, listen, just as you slept with someone's wife, people be sleeping with your wife too. At least that person never knew it. You killed by you, you'll be aware that actually someone has been eating, drinking my what? Water. You, you'll be aware. And not only will you be aware, everybody will be aware. You did it in secret by your own, everybody. In other words, you face shame. Because those days, even when a king sleeps with you, no one is allowed to sleep with you. Yeah. So he said, you face it. So this is David has seen, Prophet Samuel of Christ said, God knows your sin. And God said, this is the sin you've committed. And God said, this is the what? Consequences of your sin. Next, what did David do? Mm-hmm. The 13, please. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, the Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. But Amen. Amen. So then 
David said, I have sinned. Otherwise, I have sinned. God forgive me. I repent. And Nathan said, okay, God has what? Forgive me. God has taken away what? Your sin. So you are not going to what? Die. Meaning, he was, after all this thing, he's supposed to also what? Die. Die because of his sin. But now, because God, he has repented and God has forgiven him of his sin, taking his sin. Now, he will not what? Die. Die. Note. But God did not say the other consequences will not what? Happen. So no, clearly God has forgiven him. Say the Lord has taken away your sin. God has forgiven him. Because he has forgiven you, you will not die. You still become king. Finish. But what about the other things that he decreed? Note, there's no what? Mention. Continue to read, please. The verse 14. Mm -hmm. It says, But because by doing this you have shown utter contempt for the Lord, the son born to you will die. After Nathan had gone home, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had born to David, and he became ill. David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and spent the night lying in sackcloth on the ground. The elders of his household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused. He would not even eat any food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. David, amen. amen. On the seventh day, the child died. So note, clearly there. He said, God has forgiven you. You will not die. But anyway, that child <coughs> that you have given birth to through adultery, that child will die. Yeah. And David, David is a man of prayer. Is there, isn't he? Say yeah. that child. And David, I'm sure he was saying, please, you don't know anything. He went, he went <laughs> to God. Bible says he began to pray. Mm. God, the child will not die. I bind it. I break it. God, you forgive me. I plead the blood. I forgive him. But Bible says God strike the king, the child, and the child died because why? Nathan said to him that even though God has forgiven you, that child will die. You see, because as long as that child is, the whole Israel, when they see that child, only one thing will come into mind: murder, wickedness. But let's not forget, he did mention other things that he never said it would not what happen. So God has forgiven David his sin. But God, the child still died. Not only that, you will see that the first thing that happened, David, own son, raped his own daughter according to the consequence of his sin. And there was no reason to rape the daughter because if he had asked, he would have allowed him to marry him. When you study it, Bible says a strong spirit of lust entered him. And after he thought it was love, after he finished, he now Bible says he hated the girl. Why? Because of the consequence of the father's sin. When you that set emotion to cause David's son, Absalom, to kill his brother who raped his sister Amon. The knife will never depart from your house. And later, Absalom came against David himself to kill David. So if God has not forgiven David, he would have killed David. Because God forgave him, that's why Absalom couldn't what? Kill David. And you see that this same Absalom will take David's wife and will sleep with them. Openly. On top. The whole Israel was watching live Puno. Oh yeah. So you see that exactly what God said came to pass even though God forgave him what? Of his sin. Yeah. Let me show it to you. Sure. Second Samuel chapter 13 <laughs> verse 26 to 29. 
Hallelujah. Second yeah. Samuel 13. And if you study that account, each one of these things, David saw it like his child. His heart was broken. Yeah. And his favorite too was Absalom. Yeah. His heart was broken. Yeah, but it was purely a consequence of his sin. Yeah. Please read it for me. Amen. Second mm -hmm. Samuel 13, 26. Mm -hmm. To the 29. Uh -huh. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Ammon come with us. The king asked why. The king asked him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him. So he sent with him Ammon and the rest of the king's sons. Absalom ordered his men. Listen, when Ammon is in high spirits from drinking wine, and I say to you, strike Ammon down, then kill him. Don't be afraid. Haven't I given you this order? Be strong and brave. Hey. So Absalom's men did, did to Ammon what Absalom had ordered. Then all the king's sons got up, mounted their, their mules, and fled. Continue. Mm -hmm. While they were on their way, the report came to David. Absalom has tracked down all the king's sons. Not one of them is left. The king stood up, tore his clothes, and lay down on the ground, and all his attendants stood by Amen. with their so, clothes on. Absalom killed his brother, Ammon, David's own son killing. What was the effect on David? Pain. Remember, I said the knife will not depart from your household. An innocent child is also gone. Another child has now become a wicked person. Look at, let's read the same note. It was the 12th that the punishment came. Look at the same second Samuel 16 verse 22. 16 verse 22. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Second Samuel 16 22. Mm -hmm. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the roof and he slept with his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Can you see? Mm -hmm. They pitched a tent on the roof. <laughs> I'm sure they will see, you know, when the sun is on the tent, you see the shadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, Bible on the side of all Israel. Why didn't he do it in, in indoor, on the roof, so that everyone can see? Yeah. The exact words God said. Look at the 15 verse 14. 15 verse 14. Amen. Mm -hmm. Second Samuel 15 verse 14. Mm -hmm. Then David said to all his officials who were with him in Jerusalem, Come, we must flee or none of us will escape from Absalom. We must leave immediately or he will move quickly to overtake us and bring ruin on us and put the city to the sword. So Amen. the reason why I read this is to show that Absalom was going to kill David. He was after David. In fact, David had to flee what? The city. The only reason he did not succeed God, when God forgave him the sin, he told him what? You will not, die. You will not die. die. But he said, as for these things, it will happen. So God has forgiven him. If God did not forgive me, he would have died a million life. The story of David would be very bad. But yet the consequences, the consequences was there. So it is a delusion, to, a deception to think that when we sin or when we are living in sin, I'm saying, Father, forgive us. That is even if you forgive us, that is the end. You are lying. You are joking. They will, God forgive you of your sins, but your friends cannot receive you again. Mm -hmm. God will forgive you of your sins, but your partner cannot love you again. Mm -hmm. 
That's the consequence. You can fast anything won't happen. That's the reality, the consequence. You've killed something in the person. You've betrayed a trust. You've damaged something. God will forgive you of your sin, but the sickness will be there because that is the effect, the consequence of your sin. So he said, David, I'm forgiving to you so you won't die. I'll take away that sin. But the things he said will happen. He didn't say it won't happen. And we saw all what happening. So there is a consequence of what? Sin. Now, it is clearer, much, much clearer in Numbers chapter 14, verse 10 to 19. Amen. And that's very interesting. Because this is the people of Israel today. These are Christians. Amen. Who sin against God. Amen. And God forgave them of their sin. But clearly, you see that God told them the consequences of their sin will be there. The effect of their sin, the chain reaction of their sin. This is, this, this is very important because I'll show you why it is important. Amen. Because when you are aware of this, you begin to find a way to interrupt the consequences. You don't rather become arrogant and act like nothing. You, 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 you understand? When certain things are coming to you, you won't even fight it. You submit and receive it early so that it will pass. You won't be running from it. These are realities. Numbers chapter 14, 10 to 19, please. Hallelujah. Numbers 14, 10 to 19. Mm -hmm. But the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, How long would these people treat me with contempt? How long would they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the signs I have performed among them? I will strike them down in... <clears throat> I will strike... Sorry. I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them. But I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear about it. By, by your power you brought these people up from among them. And they will, let, they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it. They have already heard that you, Lord, are with these people and that you, Lord, have been seen face to face, that your cloud stays over them and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of, of fire by night. If you put all these people to death, leaving none alive the nations will have heard this report about you will say the lord was not able to bring these people into the land he promised them and on oath so he slaughtered them in the wilderness now may the lord's strength be displayed just as you have declared the lord is slow to anger abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished he punishes the children of the sin uh, for the sin of the parents for to the third generation to the third and fourth generation in accordance with your great love forgive the sin of these people just as you have pardoned them from the time they left egypt until now amen continue okay okay no did you read to the, to 19? the 19 yes okay good amen. so the bible said the people of israel rebel against god god they sin against god and god said to moses listen I am coming to destroy all of them. I will kill all of them. And I'm going to perform a greater miracle by you, using you, 
to do much more than use Abraham to bring a hope. And Bible says Moses began to intercede that God, you said you forgive us of our sin. You say you are loving kindness. Yes, we, we, we deserve punishment for us. But I say anyone who repent, I repent on their behalf. Besides, if you kill them, they will say you are not a good God, blah, blah. And Bible says, God said clearly, he said, okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> amen. amen. And he said, forgive them of their sins. <laughs> as you forgiving them from time to time. Did you yeah. notice? Yeah. The 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Meaning God has been forgiving them of their sin from time to time. And this is another sin. So in other words, Moses was saying that, listen God, that there's nothing what new here. Forgive them again of their sin. Forgive them again. You always forgive them of their sin. God, we always ask for forgiveness. And you always forgive us. And what did God say? Read the 20. Amen. Amen. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless. Hold on. So God said, okay. I have forgiven them as you've asked. Because you have asked forgiveness of sin, I have forgiven them. Because you've sinned and said, Father, forgive me. I have forgiven you your sin. But, but, nevertheless, but, read there for us to the 23. Mm. Amen. Mm. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw the glory and the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. Amen. So no, God said, I have forgiven them. I have forgiven them. But there will be a consequence. Mm -hmm. And the consequence is none of them, not even one of them will see the promised land. Mm -hmm. The land that I have taken them, that I am taking them. I have forgiven them. When they die, they are coming to heaven. But they will not see the promised land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you see, yeah, God has forgiven you. But he will never anoint you. Mm -hmm. You will never be an anointed pastor. He has forgiven you nothing. But you will not see that glory. Yeah. He said, I'm forgiving them. It's clearly there. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, but mm -hmm. not one of them. Did God fulfill this? Look at Joshua 5, verse 6. Joshua 5, verse 6. Joshua 5, verse 6. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Joshua 5, verse 6. The Israelites had moved about in the wilderness 40 years unto all the men who were of military age when they left Egypt had died, since they had not obeyed the Lord, for the Lord has sworn to them that they would not see the land he has solemnly promised their ancestors to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Amen. Clearly, Bible says none of them enter. God made sure they all die. As he said, note, he forgave them of their sin. Yeah. But the consequences. Mm -hmm. What am I saying? Let us not be deceived by the enemy and our own understanding that when we've sinned and we are living in sin, mm -hmm. we, 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 we are the same as those who are not living in sin. Mm -hmm. No, there is a consequences. Mm -hmm. Many a time people think, say, oh, you are lucky, you are lucky. It's not true. I'm not lucky. I'm doing things intentionally, mm -hmm. specifically, persistently. How, how long will I be lucky? Mm -hmm. If I, I'm lucky, next time I won't be lucky, I'll run out of luck. Because mm -hmm. luck is not always, isn't it? If it's always, there's no more luck. 
So I'm saying that there is a consequence of your sin. It will harm others. It will harm you yourself. This is when God has forgiven you. This is when God has forgiven you. When I leave my house for you, you don't have anywhere to sleep. And you know that this house, I'm a Christian and I come and you are smoking and I give you warning and I come and you are smoking, drinking. I'll throw you out, won't I? Yes. I won't hold anything against you, but you've broken trust. Because when I leave my house and I'm gone, all the day I'll be thinking. So I cannot. When you say we should, we, we, we are going to a party, you say you come eight to go, we say go, we give you transportation, and you go and you come living. You've broken trust. We don't hold it against you, but next time when you say you come eight, we can't trust you. So we say no, or we'll come and pick you. You said you were going to die your friend's house, and we found out that you were in that boy's house. Next time when you say you are going to another friend's house, we cannot let you go. You see, we are not holding anything against we forgive you, but you see, you've broken trust. That's the consequences of your sin. Yes. You lie to us, we cannot again mm -hmm. trust you. Mm -hmm. I'm just, this is just for us to understand how our sin is damaging to us mm -hmm. and others. Mm -hmm. How many people are bitter by the things people have said to them? Yeah. Whenever people are not talking, you try to bring peace, many a time, what they say is, oh, it's not even the incident about the, what she said, mm -hmm. what, what he said. Because you sin by your words. Yeah. So clearly, we will see, God said, I have forgiven them. I have taken away, and I have forgiven them. Ask, because you what? Ask. But anyway, there is a consequence. There are consequences. God will forgive you of the fornication, but through the fornication, you a demon has entered you. Mm. Uh, be that it's forgiving you. When you die, you go to heaven right now. But the demon will do the work of demons when they are in people. Mm. It's that simple. You, you've got what's one sickness? Uh, the one that eats the kidney. Hepatitis. Mm. Yeah, true fornication. You know, you can get it through kissing as mm. well. It's a common disease in the United Kingdom. Many people don't realize yeah, it. Yeah, it Many people have hepatitis. So God has forgiven you. Now he's even anointed you. But see, your animals will forever live in your liver, eating your liver. That's the consequence. That's the consequence. So there are consequences of sin. Let's not be deceived. So our first and foremost job is to be sin-free. To love me is not to wrong me, sin against me. For me to love is not to wrong you, sin against you. So that is our first duty. Because whenever we sin, we hurt someone, we destroy someone. One sinner destroys many what? Good. Many pastors cannot trust now because of unfaithfulness, disloyalty. People they trust, they will open their arms and they will turn and become unfaithful. Oh, pastors to our human being. We also have private things we would like to share. So we share things that are not secret, but private. And you go and broadcast it. Oh. And now the pastor is working and everybody knows that the pastor doesn't have bread in his house. Once you, you don't even have sugar, but no one knows your own. 
because you are telling your close friend. Don't you know your close friend also tell his close friend and also tell his close friend and eventually the whole world will know the pastor's private. I'm not talking about secret. We all have things we want to keep private. Do you go about disclosing your pay? No. Why? There was a man who used to connect to us. He know almost every pastor's pay. Meanwhile, he himself does not, is not in those chairs. I used to wonder, how does he know who is feeding him with those information? Mm, you see, true. people who the pastor know in the mm. church that the pastor has trust them, decide on my pay, broadcasting it. Mm, yes. Please, please I, I want you to understand the reality of sin. Mm. You see, there's nothing in the Bible that God will not ask us to do or not to do if it's not of benefit to me and you know him. Last time Israel was misbehaving, he said to them, listen, he said, all these animals, they are mine. I do not need permission to kill any to eat. So as you are sacrificed, you are not doing me a favor because it's a spiritual law for yourself. You are not doing me a favor. It's in the Bible. So I don't need your permission to kill any of these animals to eat. So when you come to sacrifice animals, you are not doing me a favor. You, you, it's like you are paying your taxes. Like taxes. If you don't pay tax, you are evil, you are wicked, it's a sin. Look, every country that they, they don't pay tax, it's a poor country. You watch, watch. Every tax that they pay tax, tax is a priority. It's a good country. There's prosperity in the country. That's true. You're preaching. So if you are stealing from the government, that is evil, that is wicked. You are doing mad, you are the reason why the government cannot open and give many people. Like now, I heard from the news, uh, this follow. Mm. The government wanted to do more, but they can't, because they realize many people are stealing from the follow. Oh, yes. Many people claim the follow, but yes, to let the workers work full time mm. and operating full time. Mm. But it's for those workers that other than that you would have sacked. Mm. So now the government is not able to open because people are thinking, look at even our benefit system. If you've, you grew up in this country or you've lived in this country over 25 years. You see that now it is worse. Because of how people were cheating it, people were stealing from it. Mm. So it has to be protected. Yes. So because of your wickedness, your sin, it is affecting those who truly, truly are in need of it. Yes. 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 So when Bible says do not steal, when you steal, it doesn't benefit. Mm. We lose, we lose. Yes. So when you say we're oh, stealing, it's not, but they will change. You are saying if the wickedness should continue, wait till it come to you. Wait till the chain reaction connect to you. Mm. <clears throat> Sin is bad, it's terrible, and there are consequences. If they are of good consequences, we won't say it, but they are of bad what? consequences. So when you read the Bible, because sin has effect on people, has consequences, the Bible talks about restitution. And I would like to draw in restitution because the reason I want to draw in restitution is to show you the reality that God, there are certain things that even if you do, God is not will not just forgive you. Or when God forgives you, he's still holding that sin because till you restitute, you make up for the sin. It's still there. It's still there. Of course, it's still there. Or what do you think? You cannot betray me, you cannot go and lie to me to five people, and when I find out from one person, you come and just tell me, I'm sorry. What would the sorry do to me? Tell me, what would the sorry do to me? I'm sorry. What will it do to me? Go back to the five people, tell them that
that I lie about pastor. What that I one. said is a lie. And it was a lie. Then, then you are sorry. Then you are making restitution. And God demands that. It's yeah. called restitution in the Bible. It's called restitution. What will sorry do to me? A day my children can say 10 sorries to me. Didn't you hear I'm calling you? I'm sorry. So you didn't see me to say hello, I'm sorry. What will sorry do to me? What will sorry do to me? Go back and tell them. You lied. The thing when I said this, I lied. And not like I want it. It is demanded because see, you've damaged me. Because of you, that person will see me preaching and you will not even receive me. So God, the Bible, what? Demand restitution. Why restitution? Because there's a consequences of the sins. It's doing damage. So you have to hurt it. You have to do something as well. And it was through restitution that all this compensation came in. Because sometimes it's happening, but we have to restitute. The only way is money. The, and in fact, the entire English law, the foundation, everything is from the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's what made Europe prosper. Mm -hmm. Because there was a year, people don't know the history. When United Kingdom embraced Christianity, they went against all soothsayers. Yes. They killed all witches, yes. even if they, so they burned you. Yes. And their Lord, all this benefit system mm -hmm. was based on the Bible. Feed the poor, give to the needle, the widow. That is what has made this country great. The taxing system was based on the Bible. Because the Bible says you have to pay taxes to the official, other than that, how would they take care of you? Yes. Imagine if you are not paying tax, who will collect your pain? Yes. Who will sweep the road when you walk and say, Yeah, it's dirty? It's because no one is sweeping, because you did not leave your house to sweep. The one who sweep must be paid from where? From taxes. Yes, that's right. As they, see, I was speaking to a friend in a certain country, I don't want to mention, mm -hmm. but they said that virus is going up. But yesterday, the government said, People must still strive because there's no benefit system. So the, everybody's still trying. So it's like their country cannot afford to things like when you sit down, you die anyway. So you might as well go if you die, you die. Why? Because that taxi, that country, you can stay there without paying tax. So called rich people don't pay tax. You can get away with taxes. Everybody's doing business, everybody's free, but they cannot show you that this is what I sold and this is what I had and this is the profit and that is the money. Corruption is high there, yeah. you see, so the people are suffering. Unlike here, there is taxes. So they are able to say, stay home, we will give. Yeah. Every now, don't you see the government showing how you will recoup that money? Yeah. Because it's not just cutting the money. When you cut the money and just give, you will lose its value. Yeah. You will lose its value. So now the thousand pounds will mean nothing again, because we all have thousand pounds. So now you, 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 you can't use thousand pounds for anything. All you can do maybe cinema. You see, so there is restitution. There is restitution. You cannot just say, I'm sorry. You cannot just pray that God forgive me. Even if God forgive you, he requires you to make restitution. Because what you did has an effect. And it's having an effect. And now we Christians, I don't know whether we don't know or we are ignorant. That is why we are suffering. Because you see, ignorance is not an excuse. There are rules of engagement. Job, he said, do you know the rules that governs the heavens? Mm -hmm. Jesus said, the scriptures, no, Jesus said, the scriptures cannot be broken. It cannot be broken. Cannot. He said, forever thy word is settled. Mm -hmm. He said, your word stands firm. Mm -hmm. So you can't break it. It applies. Mm -hmm. It applies. Mm -hmm. 
until we realize this truth and begin to live with it, we'll be going around in circles. We won't see glory, not like God, but us. It's not big and choose, it's real. It's very real. It's very real, very real. Let me show you scriptures on restitution. Leviticus, amen. Chapter 5, 15 to 17. And I'm, we, I'm glad we are teaching this today. Yes. By this, God is delivering us from illusions. You always, Pastor, pray for me. Please, I'm not saying this for myself, please. No. Pastor, pray for me. Every call, Pastor, every problem. But you don't give off and time. If the pastor was also in an office working like you, do you think you will be there to be praying for you? No, think of it. You don't pay off, you don't pay tight. Or the pastor there, he doesn't eat, he eats air. I'm not saying for myself, but I'm saying how. You see, wickedness, God, when you read the Bible, that is wickedness. Say, will a man, will a man rob God? Will a man steal from God? And he was clear, say, in tight and offering. So when you don't pay tight and offering, you are stealing, stealing is wickedness, it has effect. When the Bible says it is the fervent prayer of the righteous that have left, and you expect the pastor to pray, you want to call the pastor 12 midnight to be praying fervently. If he finish and if he's from where, do you think he can wake up? If he finish and he's going to go to where, do you think he can go? And after you, another person will come after you, another person, and you don't pay tithe offering. You are stealing according to the Bible. You are doing wickedness. And now if the pastor begins to give priority for those who give money, say the pastor is evil, you have caused the pastor to be evil. You have caused him to focus because that is the only source. So that person has become like an idol. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm speaking reality. Because if that person stops giving, that's the trouble. But you are the cause. You see, the consequences of your sin, effect is having on the pastor. So sin is bad. Sin only destroy us. Leviticus chapter 5, 15, verse 17, about restitution. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Leviticus 5, 15, 17. Mm -hmm. When anyone is unfaithful to the Lord by sinning unintentionally mm -hmm. in regard to any of the Lord's holy things, they are to bring to the Lord as a penalty a ram from the flock, one without defect and of the proper value in silver. According to the sanctuary shekel, it is a guilty offering. They must make restitution for what they have failed to do to do in regard to the holy things, pay an additional penalty for, of a fifth of its value and give it all to the priest. The priest will make atonement for them with the ram as a guilt offering and they will be forgiven. If anyone sins and that's what is forbidden in any of the Lord's command, even though they do not know it, they are guilty and will be held responsible. Amen. So clearly, so if anyone sin, even if you are not aware, even if you sin unintentional, uh, in regards to this is specific, in regards to God's things, like offering tithes, uh, maybe prayer, you are to what? Make a restitution. So it's not just saying, God, forgive me, for not paying tithe, no. Okay, if you really repent, what happened to all the tithe you didn't pay? You have to restitute, meaning at least make up for it. This ex I didn't say it's there. Mm -hmm. And after he said restitution, he said, if anyone say and does not, what is forbidden anyway, he remains what? 
guilty and will be held responsible responsible so so there is an issue or a place of restitution for the evil you do the effect of it you cannot just say sorry you cannot just say sorry you cannot just say sorry forgive me sorry for what forgive you for what did you do it through Facebook go back to Facebook and broadcast it you see let me show you another one Numbers chapter 5 verse 5 to it. this would be probably clearer to you the reason why I'm showing this is there is a consequences of our sin and because of that the Lord require what restitution because there is an effect there is an effect there is an effect there is an effect you cannot turn my children against me you cannot turn them against me and later you can't say we are family let's let it go what do you mean let what go go and turn them back towards me yeah go ahead and do it go to them tell them how wrong you are how you got it wrong how turn them back to it. do restitution because you've done evil because there's a consequence you did it and I'm suffering from it. Yeah. Read it for me. Numbers chapter 5, 5 to 8. Amen. Numbers mm -hmm. 5, 5 to 8. Mm -hmm. The Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, Any man or woman who wrongs another in any way, and so is... No, this faithful. is towards us. Uh -huh. Wrong another means sin against another. And so is unfaithful to the Lord is guilty and must not, not here he said when you wrong another sin you become unfaithful to what god yeah. god so when you sin against man you become unfaithful to god because you sin against god why i've already asked because god loves human so bad much so much that whatever you do to a human he hates whatever if we hate it and continue for me please and must confess the sin they have committed. They must make full restitution Note, for the wrong. We always use the word confess, but he added restitution, yeah. full yeah. restitution yeah. to the wrong. You cannot smash my car and say sorry. Go and repair it. <laughs> sorry for what? Would the car repair itself? If you are truly sorry, the moment you ask her, say, I'm going to repair it, I'm mm. going to get along or something. Mm. You must make full restitution. Yeah. <laughs> Please continue. Mm. Um, they must make full restitution for the wrong they have done, add a fifth of the value to it, and give it all to the person they have wronged. Yeah. But if that person has no close relatives to whom restitution can be made for the wrong, the restitution belongs to the Lord and must be given to the priest, along with the ram with which atonement is made for the wrongdoer. Amen. Why? This is towards us. Why would God do this? Because whenever you see you hurt someone, yeah. Whenever you see you hurt someone, you see right now if I sin any certain sin, it will affect you even because the fact that you hear that your pastor has been involved in that sin can even break your faith. Even though maybe I didn't see against you directly, but it will have effect on you. And what we do, it will make the work of God what difficult. Do you know how many older women and men who have been in the church for a very long time that? Some of them, the father they still believe in is a miracle because of the evil they have experienced with their pastors and in their former churches. Mm -hmm. And they still believe it's, that one is a miracle. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so, so, some of them, the issues could make them bitter forever. I know I, won't, I don't want to even go into details. Yeah. Yeah. I've come across many people that grew up in the church. A lot of pastor children, they grew up and they don't believe anymore. They tell I don't believe why. Because of the wickedness they saw in the church. Some of them, how they were for, they felt, not, it's not like they felt they were forsaking everything God, God. But this God, everything looked wicked, wicked abounding, and sin abounding, everything God. I'm hungry, my money for my breakfast, you give to somebody, say God will take off me, and no food comes, and I'm hungry. What do you mean? Does God love them than me? Yeah, but meanwhile, God didn't say that. He said, take off your house first. Say, anyone who does not take off his own household first is worse than an unbeliever. But you, can't, you cannot be concerned with your children. Can you truly be concerned with your neighbor's children? If truly, then there's a problem. So there is a restitution. Why? Because it's not about saying sorry. Because your sin has an effect. When you left the woman, you gave birth to the with the woman, you had sex with the woman, not like the woman has sex with you, and you went, she got pregnant, you left her, you ignore her forever, totally, you don't care anything. And you can't say, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's past, forgive me. What do you mean? If you are truly sorry, what can you do to show restitution? Do you know what she has to sacrifice, what she has to lose? And the child grow up, and now the child is somebody, and you come from nowhere. Oh, she's my daughter. Bread the food. <laughs> if she didn't grow to become something, will you come and say, she's my daughter, she's my uh, destiny? Do you know what it took? It's true. Do you know the effect even on that child? It doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or what. If you've truly repent, there has been a consequence. There must need to be a restitution if they are sorry. God is not, even if I say that, um, you see, don't think that God is like us. Many people think of God or Christianity as an easy way to cover things. And No, 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 it's not true. If anything, we are rather for accountability. God will hold you accountable. So church, all I'm trying to say is, listen, there is a consequence of our sin. And I'm not talking about, it's not true that once he has forgiven us, there's no consequence. No, there is a consequence. And the consequence is not, much. he's forgiving you, he's forgiving you. It's, you see, you now, you cannot trust yourself. Because in the past, every girl you make, you can't contact your fear if you sleep with the girl. So now that you're a Christian, you are afraid. And be honest to yourself. But you are trying to men shouldn't talk to women. Men. It's because you are afraid. Because of the consequence of your sin. It's in the flesh. Your mind, thought pattern. is eating you up. You are saved. You've been forgiven. You have the Holy Spirit by your own self. And this is the story of many Christians. Because we don't know this truth. We don't want to accept this truth. Because when you know it. You know it, you put practical steps. Yeah. You know that now I'm no more, now, now I don't smoke weed anymore, I don't. Now I've repented. But the truth of the matter is that rap music, the moment I hear it, the feeling for we can come. When I used to smoke weed, that was my songs. Mm -hmm. That friends, when I meet them, 
It's like anything like first thing we light up. So the truth is now I will not go to them. You see, you are aware of the effect. You are aware I will not. I will not. Charlie, I wasn't good with girls. So I will not do any work with girls or young children. You see, honestly, because the flesh has stated that the effect is there, it's in your blood. Or because of that, I need to marry. I need to marry. Because me, I know I can't stay. Because of the, how did you know? Your past sins. So I'm saying that there is an effect. There is a consequences. There is a damage. There is a chain reaction. So we shouldn't play with sin. You are not doing me favor. You are destroying yourself. And if you are living right, you haven't done well, you are just normal. You don't need to clap for you. You don't need to say you've done well. You haven't done well. You are rather normal. Because it's abnormal to live in sin. It's abnormal to be hurting yourself because sin hurts. It's abnormal to be hurting one another. Even animals, when you hurt them, is it RSPCA will come against you. How much more humans? So it's abnormal. And sin only does damage. Sin only makes people bitter. You see, it's a delusion. And once we grab this, you see, once if this word I'm preaching, I'm showing from the spirit, if you hold it then, sin will lose its power over you. Mm-hmm. Because your mindset, your attitude towards sin will now change. Mm-hmm. It will now change. I think we have time. Let us look quickly what the definition of sin is. Or what do we think? We have time. Just few scriptures just to define sin. Because maybe your mind will be thinking this sin, maybe you are thinking is smoking, drinking, murder, only. You see? Or maybe what you think is sin is not even what? Sin. Many people think when they say no, they have sinned. No, when you say no, you haven't sinned. In fact, to order to be righteous, you must say no to many things and to many people. You, you understand? Yes. So let's look from the Bible what sin is. Somebody say wearing eyeshadows. Is it eyeshadow you put on? Uh, eyelashes. Uh, uh, makeup and things is sin. Yeah. And he quoted the scripture. Say earrings and things are sin. He quoted the scripture. Yeah. I say, ah, brother, the scripture doesn't say sin. Because the scripture he showed me added other things. So if he said this is sin, means that all the things they've added is also sin. Dancing is also sin. Singing is also sin. Dressing is also sin. Because the scripture he showed me spoke about all these things. So I'm just saying this to show that many don't even understand sin. And anything that is not the word of God is not natural. You struggle to what? Obey it. So we must know what sin is. What is sin? What is sin? Definition of sin. I'll try to stick clearly to the definition so that it will be much meaningful to you. Yeah. Say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Give me. Give me divine. Divine revelation. Revelation and understanding, and understanding of what sin. Of what sin is. is. Let me know. Let me know clearly. Clearly what is sin. What is sin and what is not and sin. And what is not sin. As clear. As clear. As black. As black is. Is. 
from white. From white. May I see? May I see what sin? What sin is? Yes. From what? From what? Sin is not. Sin is not. In Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. First John. What is sin? First John chapter three verse four. First John chapter three verse four. We are going to read five scriptures, and based on these five scriptures, we define sin for us. Amen. Amen. First John chapter three verse four. Amen. Hallelujah. Please read it. First John three verse four. Mm-hmm. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact. Sin is lawlessness. Amen. So it says sin is lawlessness. Sin is what? Mm. Lawlessness. Anyone who sin breaks the law. Mm. So if you are breaking the law of God, the word of God are laws. It's what? Sin. Sin, And if you are also breaking the physical laws of your land, you are what? Sinning. Except when the Lord of the land is opposite against the law of God. The Bible says you must rather obey the law of God. So any lawlessness is sin. I didn't say it is there. First John chapter 5, verse 17. We are defining sin. Hallelujah. So John first John chapter 3, verse 4. Please don't get me wrong. This is me. He, he didn't really want to say, but he realized I have to say. So he said, "In fact, in fact, he tried to make it nice." But I realized it is what it is. She so said, "In fact, yes, that's the fact." Because it's the fact. We are defining sin. First John chapter five verse seventeen. First John five seventeen. Okay, all wrongdoing is sin, and there is, and there is sin that does not lead to death. Amen. So he said, all wrongdoing is sin. Yeah. If the thing is not right and you do it, it is what? Sin. Right. All wrongdoing. All wrongdoing is sin. All wrongdoing. So whenever you do anything wrong, you have sin. It's clear. When you wrong your brother, you have sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you wrong your work, you have sin. Mm-hmm. All wrongdoing mm-hmm. is sin. Is make up a wrong doing? No. no. It's not the wrong doing. Yes. How can it be a wrong doing? Then what about the cream? Uh-huh. What about the powder? You see? Uh-huh. The only difference between the powder and the makeup is one is white, one is what? Brown. Brown. Uh-huh. And what make you look diff- nicer, isn't it? James 4 verse 17. <laughs> Of course, every extreme thing is wrong, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. James 4, verse 17. Is drinking alcoholic beverage sin? No. Okay. The excess. But getting drunk, is it sin? Yes. Okay. James but what's the reality that you'll be drinking and not get drunk? It's high. So you are better off not to drink. I want you to understand what sin is. Yes. Amen. Amen. But for a pastor and elder, there's a clear command that you should not drink. 
clear command. Yeah. James chapter 4, verse 17. Amen. Mm -hmm. James chapter 4, what is sin? verse mm -hmm. 17. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Amen. If you know the good you have to do, what is right to do and you do not do it, you have what? Sin. This is the definition of sin. If you know the good, is it good to do that? If it's mm -hmm. yes, why didn't you do You have sin. Wow. wow. So if I see that when you break any law, whether the law of God or law of man, you have what? Sin. Sin. And every wrong thing you do is a sin. Mm -hmm. And if you know what is right that you are to do and you don't do it, you have what? Sin. So is it right? Is it right that you are in the house the whole day, your partner goes out, work the whole day and come? And so I was waiting for you to come and cook. Is it right? Yeah. It's different from your partner say, leave it for me, I will come and what? Cook. Is it right? Is it right that you are just at home, you don't work? Not like you can't work, you are just there, you don't work. Is it right? The answer is yes. Romans 5 verse 19. Definition of sin. What sin is? So is dressing nicer, is it a sin? No. Okay. Is owing a plane a sin? No. Okay. But this is when pastors who clean, they are being crucified. Of course, the manner and the way will determine. Yeah. But owing a plane is not what? A sin. Okay. Is sleeping in a five hotel room a sin? Uh, no. Okay. Good. My pastors are being crucified. Because their host valued them so much that he gave them a five-star hotel room. You see? Okay. Don't tell me they are poor people. The poor will always be like among us. Jesus said. And the fact, if you behave like the poor will not make the poor rich. Remember, the poor want to come up. So why you go down? Yes, help the poor. But you cannot become poor because someone is poor. Then let me take you to another level of poverty and become like them. <laughs> yeah. You see that what you call poor, some people call it luxury. Amen. Mm. Romans 5 verse 19. Amen. Mm -hmm. Romans 5 19. Mm -hmm. We are defining sin. Amen. For mm -hmm. just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man, the many will be made righteous. So disobedience to the word of God is sin. Whenever you disobey the word of God, you've sinned. Whenever you disobey, you are living disobey, you are living in sin. You sin, disobedient to the word of God. So even you don't get, you serve God, you go about God according to his word. Mm -hmm. You've sinned. Mm -hmm. Romans 14 verse 23. We are still defining sin. Romans 14 verse 23. All these things in, 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 a, in a summary is connected to obeying the word of God. Mm -hmm. Romans 14 23. Mm -hmm. Romans 14, 23. Mm -hmm. But whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith and everything that does not come from faith is sin. Amen. Everything that you, don't, you do and does not come from faith is what? Sin. 
everything. <clears throat> Faith is based on doing what? The word of God. So he's driving a Porsche car scene. No. Yeah. Everything that you do, that is not faith, is what? Sin. So, beloved, this is what sin is. This is what sin is. This is what sin is. And if you read this, you see that all these things affect a person. It affects a person. of the spirit. When we laugh, it heals our body. Yeah, give the Lord. He does not seek to condemn. It's for our good. Just begin to pray. Pray, pray for a few minutes. Just pray. pray. I don't know what the Lord has told you. I'll just pray now. Among other things, just pray. Just say, I'll pray for you, but just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. You have been blessed by the teachings of God's Word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.